All right, welcome to another episode. I, as co- of course, am your host, Jared Perkins, but I have an incredible guest here with me today, uh, Cameron Wagner, uh, right-handed pitcher with the Milwaukee Brewers, taking the 11th round of the 2022 MLB draft out of Eastern Michigan. Uh, Cameron, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing absolutely amazing. How are you doing today? Good, good. Uh, we're excited to have you on and kind of share your story. Uh, you just had a really good start to your pro season um, and things like that. But uh, the first question I always love to launch into is uh, just for the viewers who don't know you, uh, give a little bit of background on who you are, kind of how you got to where you are now today, and uh, just some things that you like to do outside of the game as well. Uh, so I'm from Michigan, of course, which is like, I mean, it's all sorts of people out here, but I'm from like a very small town. I think I might have five or six stoplights. I live in the middle of like nowhere. So of course, as you'll see, like with my signal, it goes in and out like <laughs> night and day. But I mean, I grew up the next to cornfields and cattle and everything else like that. So kind of just I've always grown up like small town baseball teams. Very like I grew up playing Little League baseball, of course, like Little League travel team. I didn't play on the, like, the fancy ones. And like my career really didn't start. I didn't realize like what I could do in baseball until probably like my junior year of college or high school, of course. And then after that, I was like, you know, like, we have a possibility. Why not just like shoot for something? You can't do a lot of it. So if there's one person that think that actually believes in you, then why not just take the shot in the dark? Honestly, yeah, I, I love that. Just because um, being from a small town, I mean, it's got to be hard to get the eyeballs on you, right? Um, I oh, yeah. I grew up in Reno, Nevada, and I went out to the rural areas all the time, and the access to sports and things like that were just so limited. So. Talk about kind of growing up in that small town and kind of how did you all of a sudden get eyeballs on you, whether it was to play college or even play at the pro level? Uh, so I got lucky enough. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard of this Super 60? I think so. Yeah. It's like PBR. They invite like top oh, yeah, prospects yeah. from each state. They'll bring like three or four kids from every state. And uh, I got lucky enough. There was a kid that was actually ranked higher than me who he decided not to go and he ended up going out to the draft and sign of that year. And I actually, I was committed to Eastern before that, but my sophomore year, I like got a really good uh, relationship with the Central Michigan coach and I'd committed there and then he left that school. So of course, like any other guy, I decommitted, I think most of our class did. And of course now they're absolute powerhouse in the Mac, but I was just, you know, like I loved the coach at Eastern, but I didn't, I love the assistant coach, but kind of now like I went to I was like I don't like the head coach at this point and then like I was kind of like I'm a little bit I was a little bit nitty picky because like that's a that's the guy I'm gonna be with every single day for the next three years yeah and I went to the super 60 I think before that I might have topped out at like 92 or 93 just out of like a blue moon like top to 91 then skipped two and then went straight to three and then went there and then Kind of like had a nice day for myself, got my name out there. And I think I hit like 94 or something like that. Like everyone out there throws like fuzz. Like I did, was like, this is, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Like I'll see like an average pitcher throwing 80 in my like school ball days. So I kind of like first, I, it was wild. Like I talked to like a couple of teams in high school. And I think my first high school game, I was starting, of course. And I think there was 20 something scouts there. And I had never in my life, I was just like, oh, like I, I got chills looking up in the stands and just all sorts of crazy things. Cause like that doesn't happen. Like, yeah, I just started dating my now fiance at the time. She's like, oh, like I was talking to all these people. Like, she's like, oh, I was talking to like 
this guy from some team and he was, <laughs> he was asking me all these sorts of questions like i didn't know you're like good at baseball and i was like well i'm pretty good and like they came to watch me but i'm not gonna say like i'm the best <laughs> ever because you know there's always someone way better like there's a guy that was in my brother's class that i think he played sam benscooter he played in the like arizona fall league this year he went to michigan state and now i think he plays for the reds if i'm right mm. and like it's kind of it's very different because you also like go to like a different team. Like I went our going into our playoffs, like I met the guy, I didn't know the guy at the time, but like he coaches at Concordia now. And he was like, yeah, man, I remember like stopping the bus when we were on our way to go play you guys, we ended up losing that game and I had to pitch it. And he's he's like, I stopped the bus and was like, Hey, you guys, the guy that's pitching against us today just got drafted. It was like the 22nd round. I got drafted by the Rangers and i was just like you're kidding me like i gave up one run couldn't hit for anything of course like any other pitcher and i was just like oh my gosh i was like go figure like you guys I was like you deserve that one over me i'll, I'll give that one to you <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i wouldn't trade being from a small town for anything just because it kind of it, it's just different like you have to like i'm not gonna say you have to earn it more but it's just you just find like ways to do it. Like I, I will never forget. Like I had, we had a dog kennel that was like outside. It was like this huge fencing area. And of course, once my dog passed away, I was like, I got to find a way to use this still. Mm. So I ended up buying or building like a 16 foot fence to like throw into just every day. Cause I'd get bored and I'm like, Oh, I can't throw into pitch back. I throw too hard for that. I'll break <laughs> it in like a week. So I would just start throwing into a fence and like, you know, like the game ladder ball where like you like fling the, yeah. Yeah. I would I would take out like the middle ring and ladder ball and I would just use it as my strike zone. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just mark like 60 feet, six inches and we'll just throw into that and hope that I throw a little bit more strikes for once. And somehow it actually worked. So I was like, oh, well, you know, like foolproof plan, throw like 50 baseballs into a square. It might it might help in the end. Yeah, it helps develop your command, you know, yeah. small things. <laughs> yeah. You know, like go out there by yourself and just enjoy the game a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I, it's kind of cool just to hear your story coming from a small town, going to eastern Michigan. I got to imagine that small town mentality has really helped you transition to pro ball too, right? I oh, mean, yeah. you're coming into a different atmosphere. So kind of talk about like all of a sudden now being in pro ball, having those flashes of success that you had in your first year and kind of what that feeling has been like. It was, oh my gosh, it was surreal. Like I went from, I put myself in a very poor spot this year where I didn't get to play school ball. And I went to the Cape. I had like decent stats, honestly. Like I was surprised that I even got picked up by those. So, I mean, I'll never take that back. And they saw something in me that I didn't think was there, but going into rookie ball, I don't think I didn't walk somebody or walk anyone. I didn't give up a hit. And I was like, this is cool. Like maybe I can get promoted before the season ends. And then I got mm -hmm. promoted and I'll never forget because I had, we had like three off days in a row and I had flown back for my brother's wedding. Cause it was his like second, who's his vow renewal flew back for that and then flew back to arizona was there for two days then got promoted He's like yeah you leave in two days and i was like oh okay so I like flew to carolina and they're like yeah you're gonna start in like three days and i was like okay and i was just probably the most nervous i've ever been in my life and went up there and threw easily the most strikes i'd ever thrown in one single out and i think it was like 32 for 37 or something Something that was like so out of character yeah. for me. It was insane. I, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like we throw strikes now, and then I kept throwing strikes, and I was like, hey, if this is what we're gonna do, like we're just gonna live with it now. 
Yeah. And, I told you what, you topped at 97, 87 on the slider or something like that? Yeah, it was like 87 slider, <laughs> 97 on the fastball. And I was like, okay, like this is kind of cool. I got my velo back. I, I can't trade this for anything now. Like We're just going to keep doing exactly what we've been doing. And I got lucky this year where I hadn't, of course, since I didn't play school ball, I got sent to Australia for uh, winter mm-hmm. ball, which I, I remember I told you about that. And kind of like I had like – I had pretty much a high school arsenal, like fastball, curveball, slider. But my curveball like used to be like I was like my go-to pitch. I think I'd thrown the slider. I think this is year three now. Like I learned my sophomore year of college in summer ball from uh Mac Jenkins, who used to he like won a World Series with the Nationals. Like just absolute like guy you want on your side yeah. for everything. And I went to Australia and they're like, Yeah, we're like, you're not throwing a curveball anymore. And I was just like, Oh okay, like, what do you want me to throw? I've thrown this for probably 15 years, it feels like now. Like, what am I throwing? Like, oh, you're just going to, like, throw, like, a sweeper slider, so you're going to throw two sliders. And I was like, oh, like, okay, (laughs) we're going to learn this. And that was towards the end of the season, and I've kind of, like, matured a lot on the mound to where they're like, yeah, like, just learn, try and learn how to throw that for a strike by the time you get to spring training. And I was like, okay. And then, like, I went home. I couldn't sleep or anything, so I'm, like, trying to make all these plans. And I like just broke it down for myself and I was like, Hey, let's just make it super simple. It's the best way. I, if you ever talk to like a pitching coach or anyone I've, you've played or I've played with, they were like, keep it simple. And I was like, Oh, well keep it simple. You got five weeks to throw it for a strike. And yeah. then like started two days later, threw it for a strike more than I didn't. And I was like, Oh, like, well, it's just that simple. It's like, you just get a little bit more confidence in you. And that's like, that's what it did. And this year has been easily like the most humbling year ever where I went to, the cape or went to school didn't play went to the cape and just like i got i got kicked around a little bit and like it was just humbling like you're not gonna go out to the cape god and shove against anybody if you just are trying to go through like the motions with that and i was just like okay well you know like you get kicked down you gotta find some way up and i was lucky enough where i had enough support on my side from all ends that i can even think of that i was just like you know what we got all these people like here, like watching games. Like my grandma didn't miss a single game in Australia and she'd stay up till three in the morning every day. And she's like, Oh yeah. Like, Hey, like I'm watching your game today. Like which game are you throwing? And I was like, oh, I start on Friday. And she's like, Oh, I'm watching the Thursday game right now. It's like Thursday morning. It's only 3 AM. So we're fine. And I was like, you're a trooper because there's, there's no way if I was home, like I'm trying That's to insane. adapt to the sleep schedule now. And I was just like, Oh, I can't imagine doing that. Yeah. But it's, like, you it's, got that support in the corner, though. <laughs> yeah, like it's something you're just like, okay, like I'm not gonna talk to my grandma about my outing if she if I do bad, she's gonna say, oh, like you've had better outings, but like we're yeah. still proud of you. And it's like, you know, like every now and then, like if you have a bad outing, it's nice to like have that like nice little go to, like okay, like like it's okay, it gets better, and then like you'll have like cut throw like my fiance with Alana would be like, like you sucked, like yeah, that that's fine, like you were bad, but. Just make sure it doesn't happen back to back times. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that's the only goal. Is like, if you're gonna throw bad, just make sure it doesn't happen again for at least like give you a couple outings, a couple yeah. good ones, and then you start getting a little bit hot, and then something bad happens. It's just it's the way the baseball gods work, I guess. Everyone always says that in baseball, but it's just honestly, it's just a true fact now. Yeah, I mean, I I mentioned this on like multiple podcasts. So it's probably sounding like a broken record, but I interviewed Bruin Hicklin once, and like the one thing that always stuck out to me that he said. Uh, was that 
no matter what you do on and off on the field, he's like, at the end of the day, when you go home, the people that love you still love you. So like, yeah. you kind of leave those performances there, like good or bad. And then when mm-hmm. you get home, you still got those people there. Oh yeah. That's like, that's easily the hardest part of baseball is to not, not dwell on the past. Kind of like it's everyone says like, Oh, like it's one pitch, like next yeah. pitch, forget about the last one. You're just like, it's easier said than done, of course. But once you like figure, like find people that they understand, they're like, Hey, you're at bait. Like you're, you're home. If you had a bad outing, okay, let's not talk about baseball. We're going to talk about like, just some like, like what are we gonna eat for dinner? Like something yeah. simple where you just your mind gets a little bit sidetracked, and you just sit down and you're watching TV and you're like, okay, like oh I'm sure like I'll go like make like burgers and potatoes or something like that. Like I'll I'll go cook and just forget about everything that's just happened or try my best to. Yeah. Speaking of dinner, so one of the fun questions I always ask before I kind of wrap up into the final question is what is the go-to restaurant when you're home for the off season that you Ooh. have to hit up every single time? There's this little pizza place that they make this um it's called Mancino's and they make mm. this garlic bread like garlic garlic parmesan bread and I always get like a meat lovers pizza from there and that's just it's in Ypsilanti and I would probably get that two to three times a week when I was there so like now like I haven't been there yet so I, was just like, <laughs> I need to go like I'm making plans with my friends and I was like there's one thing I have to do like I don't care if I have to drive an hour there an hour back like yep if my pizza is lukewarm when I get back, I'm still going to be a happy camper. Yeah. That's, like, that's the place for me to go to. That's when you know a pizza's good too. Like when it's not even fully like fresh out of the oven and it's still incredible. Yeah. That's when you know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for the last question I always ask guys, uh, because for us, we want to show the human side of the game and get that like picture for fans. But we also want to have a resource for like future athletes, some of the people who might be going through some of the same adversity that you did on your journey to professional ball. Mm-hmm. So what would be that one piece of advice you have for the next generation of baseball players? Just trying to find their identity outside of the game or trying to find um, who they are within the game? Uh, on the mental side of it, that's been the biggest mm-hmm. one for me is honestly, it's it's just silly, like dumb one. It's just like it, it always gets better. Like yeah. my buddy, my buddy in high school, he broke it down soft. I think it was my sophomore year I was on varsity and I was freaking out. Like I was doing bad. And he's like, we're going to Taco Bell, of course. And he's like, Hey, like, like, why are you freaking out, man? And he's like, so what you gave up like six runs. We still won the game. And I was like, yeah, I gave up six runs. And he's like, Hey man, he's like, what's baseball? And I was like, he's like, baseball is a game. Right. And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, games are fun. Right. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, that's simple. Like baseball is a game. Games yeah. are fun. He's like, no matter what you're doing, you're still able to play. Like I'm thankful that I'm able to play it no matter where you are. If you're in a men's league or anything, or if you're mm-hmm. not getting the offers or if you're an independent ball or anything like that, it's just like, it's a game. You just got to be thankful for Like I played with a guy in Australia where I think he was 29. It was Logan Trowbridge. And he was, I mean, we lost our semifinals game. And I was of course that pitcher that lost the game. Mm. And he was like, hey, you know, like this is my last game ever, but I'm still thankful for everything that I've done in the past, being able to be playing baseball and making all these friendships and all these great memories. And it's just like, be thankful for what you've got now, because you never know if you have to like take that last step off the field. That's kind of you have to keep playing as long as you can. So just have fun while you're doing it. 
Yeah. And I love that you talked about friendships and memories, right? Because it's like everybody's career is going to end no matter what time or at one point. Yeah. But like the people that you develop those relationships with and like those memories that you create, you're going to have those forever. So like, yeah. no matter when baseball ends for you, whether it's 15 years down the road, five years down the road, like you're always going to have those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just being thankful, man. Just you can you can always like take it for granted. But yeah, you never know when like you're going to throw your last pitch, feel your last ground ball, hit your last home run. So it's just kind of like be thankful for it. And then just one step at a time. You can't take five steps forward because then at least you're going to take six steps back. Cause yeah. It's a constant cycle with it. Yeah. I think that's an awesome thing to end on. And Cameron, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join beyond baseball. And we're going to be wishing you nothing but the best going into 2023. And we'll be definitely watching. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me.